Alaji. Uh, uh, my guest today is son Agubuago. <laughs> his name is Odogu. Actually, his name is not Odogu Mali. His name is Il Bliss. Il Bliss Goretti. You know, I've been Il Bliss's fan. I've, I'd never actually. He reminded me. I didn't think that I had met him. He reminded me that I, I interviewed him on Robin Minds. You know, almost ten years ago. From when I won the SMBAs, my first interview was at Channels, and it was you. 2008, I think. I had forgotten. You know, and I was in I had forgotten. You know, but Iblis is a star. Iblis is a is, is a rap legend in Nigeria. Iblis is a once in a generation talent. Everybody knows him from now, from his star turn in both King of Boys movies. Um, I'm not <laughs> Get up. You know, my Yorubano to be you know, strong. But as a musician, Iblis is one of the very, very best. You know, and I'm so excited. We're going to talk. And he's deep. So the things we're going to talk about today, he's leaving Nigeria to go to the UK for two years, doing menial jobs, cleaning basketball courts at home economics labs. Should have done everything. I've worked in a coffee factory mm. as, a, as an industrial cleaner. Um, you know, at the point, I had like four jobs. Wow. At the same, concurrently? Concurrently. Serving coffee, even after he had won the SMVAs, you know, Leaving his girlfriend, who later became his wife, for two years, anybody thinking he had forgotten her, even had to make it into a song. Um, looking for a child, waiting for a child for eight years. You know, so second test, it took you guys eight years before you had your, your daughter? Yes, it did. It did. Eight years. And having a baby that all the doctors said could not make it. Well, now she's one. In addition to that, an album last year, Eli Chapo, that is a uh, an authentic, you know, genius album and king of voice, the return of the king. I can't wait to see Odogu Malay again after such a long time. You've been running things for more than one, more than at least one decade. If that is, however I want to see it, you know. Yeah. 2008 SMVCA, SMV, SMVA, SMVA yeah. you know, Midian Edition, you know, best hip hop video, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, you've been, you've been, you've been around. I've been, it's scary. It's scary. Especially you saying 2008, <laughs> I, I feel like a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it remarkable that, you know, one of the most, isn't one of the most beautiful things to have been around so long mm -hmm. as to still have a brand that is fresh in people's minds? Oh yes. Um, so I have, I have to say this. I, I've had fans in eras. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've I've had those two thousand and eight yeah. people that yeah. grew in and started and embraced employment and started working, mm. and now have probably not paying as much as attention as, as they, they used, used to, to when they were in uni. Yeah. So some people holler at me on on Twitter on Instagram and said, "Boss, your music saw me through final year." But I was in second year when um, such and such record dropped or such and such. So I look at it and I said, 
You see, I I have to be more thankful to God for this longevity because this is not how it happens, mm. especially mm. for rappers. Especially for especially rappers. for rappers based in Nigeria, you know. So it's 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 been I've been here for a minute, but I don't even feel that way. Funny enough, I feel light on my feet, and I just I'm just thankful that people have taken my my messages, my mm. music, my mm. branding, and you know yeah. moved me forward one way. You know, so what, what I've always not, noted about you, you know, I mean, when, when you meet people who have been around a long time, they come in ununderstandably with almost the heaviness. You know, it's a heaviness. Either it's a heaviness of all the things I've done, you better respect me, <laughs> or all the things I've done, people don't, you know, there's something. But when I speak to you, yeah. there's a lightness and a light, you know. Yeah. What do you think is responsible for that? Um... Because I never saw myself in this light, to be very honest, today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of artists come, become like the rave of the moment, make the biggest records yeah. of, for that particular year. And this same time next year, there'll be nowhere to be found. Plenty. Yeah. I've seen so many people float by, you know. And um, I just don't, I've come to understand that the real, the real, um, give back you can give to the game is to always move like you just came mm. yeah yeah too so early yeah. for this but <laughs> thank to you. always thank move you. like you I just like this though <laughs> 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 this, is a, this is a very symbolic instrument yes. you know with yes. um with my culture so um i feel like for everything you think you've done like somebody's probably done 10 20 times unannounced Unannounced. Unannounced. So I just, I just always want to keep still and even listen more, learn more, mm-hmm. and just let let the work speak for you. Mm-hmm. I've never understood that heaviness. I've never understood walking into the room and everybody should. Um, how did they say it again? You choke, uh, <laughs> or like you should cut, cut breath, like yeah. like everybody's holding their breath. I, I apparently people say I have a lot of presence that fills up the room, mm-hmm. but it is always never about fear yeah. or see and understand and respect me. Yeah. I've always wanted to just be the guy in the room that all can also learn, mm-hmm. you know. So I guess that's where it came from. Then another side of it today is, you know, I was a banker before. Yes. Before I became a full-blown artist. So um, the ethics, these things are like, ethics principles and ethics of of your of your, of your profession mm. you know so we're, we're taught to be courteous mm. we're taught to um listen to the clients we're also taught to carry yourself in a certain way mm-hmm. you're not bigger than the bank mm. you know so you're not I, bigger than the bank. you're not bigger than the bank you know no matter how well you think you're doing or how yeah. huge your balance sheet size is so yeah. i've always just looked at everything like this is a whole freaking balance sheet profit mm. and loss you understand so sometimes you win sometimes you lose so yeah i i don't take fame too serious i don't take it like yeah. oh i can't sleep if if they don't greet me if i walk in somewhere and they don't nah nah it's, it's never been me though it's rare though <laughs> um so let's go back to the to your many many moons ago <laughs> when you were a banker <laughs> you know like, like Oh my God. What? What, you, what was that about? I mean, I, I know you worked for at least for about three banks. Three banks, yeah. Yes. Yeah. What was that about? What was going on? Today was service. I finished in UNN mm-hmm. and came to Lagos um, stubborn. 
But yeah. it was on stubborn ground. My parents wanted me to stay in the southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to come to Lagos. Mm-hmm. I felt I felt like I was done with what the southeast had to offer, which mm-hmm. was university, and I needed to come out here. I did you know? To be very honest, looking back at it now, I didn't even understand what I was coming to do. Ah. I just knew all my Lagos friends were fresh. They always had the best sneakers, <laughs> the best outfits. Right. My Lagos friends also could hustle during the holidays. Mm. So they would come back and say, guess what? I did my internship at Google. Ah, right. There was more flexibility. So there was flexibility. They, they could see um, opportunities. Yes. Like, I grew up in the Southeast, in Enugu specifically. Mm. It's a civil service town. Yes. You know, so I, I just kept... Um, looking at them, I'm like, how can you have your icon and you're in second year? Mm. How can you be doing Cisco certifications and you're in just third year? And so a lot of them were a lot more dynamic. They could dream more. I never saw those things because of the, the side of the country that I was, I was growing up in. Mm-hmm. So when it was after youth service, after um, uni, I decided it was time to come to Lagos. So I came in and in the NYSC camp mm-hmm. in Iyanobaja, um, so I met a couple of people in camp. So there were two divides. So a set of them were in the mommy market drinking right. 24 hours, right. celebrating graduation. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of them, I just started noticing a few people carrying around books with GRE written on it. Okay. Like, like um, GRE books are like aptitude tests. Right. So I started to ask this chick in camp. I was like, what's that book about? She's like, you don't know a GRE book? That's how they set all the tests. Have you been, do you know where you're serving? I said, no. Wouldn't they post us? I'm like, post you? Okay, they will post you to a school. Stay there. <laughs> so I started to mark her, and then she gave me the book to look at. And in two days, I was going out to town with her, going to the VI. Yeah. We'll get on a bus. I'll go to VI, I'll go out to write tests. Out of camp. Just go to write tests, mm-hmm. aptitude tests. So mm-hmm. one of the tests was a bank test at law school. Right. So I just went there, wrote the test, passed. Wrote another bank test, passed. So... And I started to choose, okay, which one? Should I go to this bank, that right. bank? And that's how I ended up in, in the banks. Ah, right. Yeah. And so, that's why. So, so, you, so wait, so you did the test for the banks and then... Yes. So how did, you, so how did your career move through three banks? Oh, yeah. So I got into the first bank, finished my youth service and got okay. retained. Okay. Um, so I became a trainee banking officer. Right. I spent about... But my youth service year was, oh my God, it was mad. It was, it was crazy because... You know, when you walk into a, a department, my department was called oil and gas okay. and institutional banking. Okay. So when you walk in and the first thing your bosses tell you, they just look up, look at you and say, get me the such and such construction file. You're about to write a credit. I didn't know what a credit was. <laughs> a credit was, a, it's a document you write to lend. Mm. So we're lending department. Right. So we lend to oil and gas companies. So it, the exposures are very, it's, very technical today. Mm. Like mm. you need to do a lot of research about the companies. You need to interface with another department called risk management. Mm. So you can write the credit and lend to Chude Oil and Gas. Ah. And you're lending them like 750 million naira. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. Bloody copper. <laughs> you understand? So I, I I had all those experiences. I dealt with all those kind of companies, managing pension funds, and um, all kinds of stuff. And I learned so much in my service here. They threw me in the deep end and mm-hmm. I swam and and after that I got retained. Mm-hmm. Eight, seven months later I moved to another bank. Okay. So I carried all my very beautiful accounts, went mm-hmm. to another bank, renegotiated, got two steps for up, okay. then did that in another bank. I left as an assistant manager. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. You've just listened to the free version of the Witch Today podcast. To listen to the full version, search for Witch Today on Apple Premium or subscribe to our Patreon via all.witchuday.com. Also, we want to hear from you. Kindly rate this podcast wherever you're streaming from and share on social media. It validates the work that we do and helps us reach even more people. Thank you. Let's be human together.